1991 and we are living in the past. We are a podcast that is going through the 90s month by month and uh, we have left 1990 in our wake and we are here and talking about 1991 as always my co-host. Okay. What's up? <laughs> I'm excited for 1991. I can tell. Um, I, I like the fact that you've now got a bullhorn. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Ben Ray. Uh, Hello. Me as usual. Um, and I have uh, not got any ice cubes in my drink, as promised in the last episode of last season. So uh, good choice. No ice crunching now. Uh, we always start off uh, our episodes with uh, living in the now. So let's do living in the now. What have you been? I'm going to start everything on a sour note if we can all take a moment of silence because Serena Williams is getting further away from breaking Margaret Court's record. Oh, really? Yeah, she got knocked out today at the Australian Open. Oh, did she? Yeah. Devastating. Because we really want that. Yeah, I, 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 I know Margaret Court said uh, is a anti... She doesn't believe that gay people are real people or yeah, something, okay, something yeah. ridiculous. I don't know. She's a piece of garbage. I see sport and I'm just like, well, you, most women are pretty pieces of garbage. But I was like, you know, she seems like an extra special piece of garbage. So. Yeah. And compared <laughs> to Serena Williams, who's one of the greatest people oh, yeah, on, yeah. on the planet. Okay. I do know her. She's one of... Good work. She's a twin? Uh, no. No sister. Uh, she has a sister who's a few years older. I feel like I just did something stupid. Well, you don't know sports. <laughs> it's fine. Um, on a happier note, uh, I believe you're to blame for us watching Superstore non-stop for the last two weeks hey um which is growing on me more and more but i don't if i think we're in season four now if we didn't watch it again i probably wouldn't be that sad i'm happy to watch it but i'm not here's my thing about superstore superstore is good and i like it and i obviously recommended it um i don't know whether my i don't think i can deal with like those scrubs like um sort of when it, when it all slows down and gets a little bit too sort of like uh, movie, uh, there's a special message for this episode sort of thing. Like I think I've, mm. I think cynical TV has like got rid of all the heart. <laughs> like I I find old Scrubs episodes sometimes to watch, hard to watch because it's like oh man, like they really laid it on thick with some of those. It's like um, I don't think Superstore lays anything on thick, does it? Oh, uh, like you know, there's sometimes where Jonah do, lays it on too thick all the time. They do like the um, the slow motion walk when they're sort of. It's, it's just like it's it's good. It's just like I, I don't know. Like again, like I'll watch it, but it's it's fairly. Um, Who do you watch it for? Is there a standout that keeps you coming back? I like the boss. <laughs> yeah, I um, but I also like him in um, a lot of other stuff. So um, he's yeah. in other stuff. Yeah, he was in. I've um, never seen him before. He was in uh, Kids in the Hall, the Canadian show, and he was on. No Saturday, one's he was seen on, that. He was on Saturday Night Live for a bit. Really? Yeah, for like four minutes. Kids in the Hall did a a sketch about um, the ending of uh, um, Presumed Innocent. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> it's pretty good. That's why you know I don't like it. Um, I finally finished um the Final Destinations. Um, I was watching them. Oh. Uh, sort of, uh, I couldn't find uh number five anywhere, and I finally found it. And number five is one of the best ones. It like I was, <laughs> I was genuinely like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. And like my wife was kind of looking at me like, it's pretty fucking obvious. Like I don't know. Sometimes I wonder like. Just you know, how dumb she thinks I am sometimes when I'm watching something, or if I'm just really forgetful and I was like. She's like, yeah, it was all there. Maybe you just live too much in the moment. <laughs> no, it's no, not you know, that at you all. know how some people like when they watch a movie with a twist, they're like constantly looking for where that twist is, yeah. or like if there's some weird subplot. And everyone else is like, we saw this like in minute twenty, like yeah. we know. But it's sometimes like... you're just so engaged with what's happening at the time. Engaged seems to be my word for the year. Mm. Um, you're just so into like what's happening at each given moment. You're not thinking about what else could be coming or happening. Yeah. True. And it's such a quality film. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be totally in, encapsulated by it? You oh, know? look, it was, it was pretty easy to be... It, it was... was there any return cast? Oh, no, they all probably died, didn't they? Sorry. <laughs> no, but it, it brought it all around to like... It was good. It was it was really, really good. Um, apart you... from that, it's just been a bunch of 1991 stuff. Did you rate it? I did. I gave it three and a half. It was pretty high for a final destination. That is very high. We saw a Promising Young Woman the other night. I gave that a four. Oh, okay. It's half a star ahead of Final Destination 5. I don't know that that was Promising Young Woman, but uh, did a lot of people die in hilarious circumstances? 
No. Then it shouldn't be a four. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> oh. I don't know what that movie's about. Oh, is that the really... Oh, no, I do know what that movie's about. Yeah. We're five minutes into the 91 season. I reckon I've done two fucking stupid things already. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't heard about it until I was showing the trailer. Oh, shit. All right, uh, let's go. Let's, let's get back into 1991 and uh, let's do some of the events. All right, so Operation Desert Storm has begun in Iraq. <laughs> that was a bit intense. Yeah. Uh, we... what, what's this operation for? Is this a video game? <laughs> so we discussed in the December 1990 episode um, about how uh, George Bush was just getting cockier and cockier and just like, we're going to do it. going to yeah. do it. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, and then Barb (laughs) Barb (laughs) and then they did it and um, they they completely shot the shit out of um, uh, Iraq Um, it didn't turn into the World War 3 that everyone thought it was going to be Um, they look as as we said a few times last season like we're not a war um, slash political podcast like um, there's a bunch more other ones you can find that we're going to cover this a bit more comprehensively but um, as for like and this will tie into our music section at the end of the show, Ooh. of which I, I, I just showed Ben a snippet or something that um, oh. the artists of the country thought they needed at the time because there needed to be a lot of um, peace. Um, but you will get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, one of the biggest things is there was quite a lot of protests um, around the world. Um, most notably in Australia, had one of the bigger turnouts for protests all around Australia in the, in the capital cities to um, protest the war. Oh. And um, do you have numbers for how many people went? I don't have numbers, but like I saw a few pictures and I saw lazy like was... research again. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's three. <laughs> um, so it's it was because we had a huge turnout for the 2000, 2003? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. So we, it was, it was kind of cool to, to see that, like, even back then, like, we were sort of, we, we had a, a, a part of the community that was, um, obviously thinking about um peace and um, just from local news mm. like a newspapers that's yeah how people heard about it. like now if there's a protest like everyone can hear about it if they want but you kind of had to look for it oh yeah right? yeah and it was a it was a big deal um it was um the other thing too was that uh a lot of tv stations um around the world uh shut down when it started so they basically they 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 stopped their regular programming did the like the breaking news and they shot to like and i think cnn was one of the it was, one, it was one of the first times that they were actually live on the ground as a major military operation took place ever on tv this i don't know if you've got more but yeah. actually would lead into one of my events for the month the i found it a bit silly when i first read it yeah. but now it makes sense that the rock and roll hall of fame went ahead despite the gulf war yeah yeah, it was like it was uh, like they were going to delay it and lots of stuff, and they're like, "No, no, we're going to we're going to do it." These um, people might die soon. Come on, let's hurry up. And the thing is, like, yeah, so like um, CNN were uh, this. I mean, this, this kind of started like they already had. They was beginning to do the twenty four hour news cycle, but this really cemented CNN um, as because Fox wasn't around. Um, it was a better time. It was a better time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they had people on the ground there and like they had like their own little headquarters there that they were like um, uh, doing round the, round the clock like um, uh, footage of the war. So like it was a, quite, a, quite an interesting time for news and for like the future. Like, I mean, can you imagine now anything taking place without like, you know, reporters from around the world, like, you know, reporting on it constantly? I do. I don't know what it was recently. I remember like having breaking news and it like took over all the channels was it one of the fires maybe yeah probably oh yeah the, the bushfires did yeah, yeah but then within yeah it would have been those ones out um east yeah the year before 2019 it's the start of uh 2020 yeah um yeah and like it took over the whole country for a couple of days and then most of it was just kind of forgotten moved on remember the siege in sydney that happened like a few yeah. years ago yeah like yeah. that happened like that i remember like flicking around the channels and like man like this is on every single job I mean, that's that. But we move on so much quicker now. We do, we do. And then there's there's going to be more um, uh, examples of it in the 90s because 90s got real big into like, uh, I mean, obviously OJ was coming up. 
but even before mm. then. And then um, it also was the tabloid decade. So where like people would be, um, I don't want to use the term fake news, but like, you know, <laughs> when, when people was started like, you know, just basically post, posting any little sort of bit of gossip they heard from like someone who might have been like, you know, linked to a celebrity or like a yeah, person of interest. So yeah, that was like the, the, the Iraq war was, was pretty much the focus for January 1991. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think. Just to tail on from uh, December, yeah. a comment you made, there was three plane crashes in January 1991. Um, it was the decade for it. All of them were under 25-seat planes. Yeah. Um, one of them was a 22-seater and 21 people died. Right. Um, but there was a lot of plane crashes uh, in It is as well. ridiculous how many, people, how many planes were crashing in the 1990s. Like, it was just... Um, I was recently talking to someone about it and I said it was the golden age of it and they didn't seem to care for that comment. Uh, that it was the golden yeah, it's maybe not a great term. <laughs> That's a bit of an Eddie Maguire statement. Oh, don't say that! <laughs> Man, I have not started out this this season very good at all. Well, January never starts out well. Jesus. We can only get better. Okay, so uh, let's go on to sport. <laughs> Speaking of Eddie Maguire... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there'll be none of that in uh, sports, please. He doesn't yeah. exist. Um, it was a big month for sports, mm-hmm. or so I'm going to let you think, <laughs> um, because we had the Australian Open. Tennis or golf? <laughs> I don't know if Australia has a golf open, do we? Sorry, I just have to say it every I time. think I'm just not going to cover golf anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm still going to ask that. Well, I, I might accidentally cover it because I don't make yeah. enough notes. Uh, Becker and Sellis. Oh, Becker. Boris. Boris. Uh, they won. Um, I do like. I don't know why I'm mentioning snooker. It always comes up, and surely you remember Jimmy White. How could I forget Jim? Yeah. Um, he won a couple of tournaments. Can't remember what they're called. They're all pointless tournaments sponsored by cigarettes. Um, but they also had a women's <laughs> Ooh. competition. Karen Core won one of them. I don't Good know why that's humorous, Paul. Okay, cool. Um, Phil Taylor, remember him? Nope. He didn't win a darts championship. He's the guy who's won basically... 22. <laughs> he's that guy who's basically won all of them forever. Oh, um, he's, a big, he's a big deal in the darts world. Sorry, I mentioned him. Uh, I was, the only thing about darts is like... You know, you're not a big pub person, but like back when I was going to pubs, like, you know, you get one fucker that's like, look at the darts out. And then like that yeah, entire... it's the worst place to have The entire di- diameter around... Like him is just like his space time. Actually, it's not actually that bad an idea. If you just want to have a nice, quiet pint to yourself, then ask for the darts because no one's going to go near you. Yeah, certain pubs, yes, but there's a lot of places that would have it. And we have you a friend have who it. would know. Uh, that, like, <laughs> we have a mutual friend that I think would be a darts guy. Yeah, but I don't think he is. But I think he could be. Mm, possibly. Yeah, I might, might float it to him. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, um, what else? Uh, the Five Nations Rugby happened. Ooh. Uh, England defeated France. Okay. Uh, Gretzky became the youngest and quickest to score 700 goals. Nice. Yeah. I watched his... Um, he was five years old. I watched, <laughs> I watched his 30 for 30. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I've watched that a couple of times now. It was pretty good. Yeah. He was all right. I don't know... I mean, I feel like it's wrong to go looking for dirt on people. Yeah. But I do often wonder with these like amazing athletes, when you don't hear anything bad... Is it because there isn't anything? I think. Well, it's because they're so rich and they're sweet really well. I don't know if like, really he's the well. nicest guy around like, all the time, but like, it seems like the thing's pretty squeaky clean to me. He's, he's Canadian, right? So yeah, well, yeah. can't go wrong. Um, he, did, he did piss off the entire town of Edmonton and go to like, LA. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> everyone's going to do it at some point, right? It's Edmonton. Yeah. Who wants to live there forever? Me. Yeah, it's actually probably quite nice. Mm. Um, the Super Bowl happened. Ooh. Whitney Houston performed. She did. Um, I have to. I make mention of that uh, later on because it actually got recorded and released as a single. People like people fucking love that version of that anthem. Oh, like it is like it is actually rated as probably one of the best um, non-football parts of the Super Bowl like ever. Like people like people were crying in the stands. Like it was just <laughs> like yeah. I did not know that. It's pretty good. It's funny because we, uh, in August, when we talked about, we had that little quiz 
yeah super bowl performers and i thought for sure you wouldn't have someone like whitney yeah you wouldn't have like a ballad singer something that's not like uh, she yeah she built all that rock or pop we'll put it up like, on the instagram but yes it's uh we might yes <laughs> um but also uh was the giants and the bills battle of new york <laughs> giant bill <laughs> um more importantly the bills lost by missing a field goal Oh wow! A very makeable field goal they missed, so I'm not and they big, lost. I'm not a big American NFL guy. But You're not a big like, sports guy. Tell me how it is. No. Um, I think, uh, but from from look, watching stuff about NFL Super Bowls, like they seem to be fairly non close these days. Like I don't know whether like it's usually a bit of a blowout. Yeah, quite often. Like this year's was a bit of a blowout. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm thinking. Yep. Um, last year's I think was a little bit as well. Like, no, last year's was quite boring. Yeah. Either or. If your team's not in it, it's boring. Wasn't it like it was like it was a very defensive game or something? Like yeah. That? Yeah. Um. So oh, that's, that's cool. That was like, it was close and people actually cared about it. Yeah. It not been a good one. But other people. Um. Uh, Leeds lost the game. Let's not talk about that. Uh. Portland against, against two. Liverpool. Oh. I, I don't know why I just noted that one game. It's probably significant. I should make better notes. Um, make a note for Didn't Ben. Did your to, research very well, did you? <laughs> make a note for Ben to take better notes. Yeah. Um, so Seattle didn't have a great month, uh, but as uh, a city. <laughs> sorry, the Seattle SuperSonics. Uh, so they played Portland in Portland. Yeah. Portland won. Okay. And it was their six hundredth sellout consecutive home game. Oh, good on you! How Portland. unreal is that? Drexler days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. I like Drexler. The balding baby. I <laughs> I remember like when I was collecting basketball cards, um, I was always on a always on a hunt for Clyde. <laughs> Good Clyde. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think like I must have this inert thing in me that I can't like the thing everyone else likes. So I didn't like Michael Jordan and Larry Johnson and like um Larry Johnson by the way, I don't know. I got the feeling that Wait. Larry Bird? No, Larry Johnson. Or Magic Johnson? Johnson. No, Larry Johnson, the one that was um, in uh, the Charlotte Hornets sky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's slightly before my time. Yeah. Um, But I was like, you know, I liked... um, I really like... And I don't like him now. I haven't gone back into it, but I really like the Golden State Warriors. That was my team. And so I had a huge, like... I had heaps of cars of Golden State Warriors. Back when they were shit. Yeah, like Hardaway Mullen time. And I remember... When we started being friends and you said they're your team, I was like, oh, that's awesome because they're going to be really good in a couple of years. And you're like, yeah, I kind of lost interest. Yeah. And then they went and won like eight championships in a row. And then I was like, madly looking for my basketball cards. like, no, I've been a fan for ages. <sighs> Typical. Anymore. Um, I'm afraid that that was all for the sports. Oh, what a shame. All right. On to other stuff that people care about. And let's do movies. The 48th Golden Globes, hosted by... Uh, Could you speak more boringly? Dana, Dana Delaney and Steve Gutenberg. Man, Steve Gutenberg hosting... I know, that's such a weird thought. Oh my gosh. I feel like he like he did a lot of films, but was he ever big enough to have... He was kind of like, I reckon like... the. I'm trying to think of a comparison to the There isn't days. one. Because he was on... It was his purple patch. Like he'd done Cocoon and the the baby films and um, like he's he was Twelve few, police academies. Yeah, that was his. And like I, I don't know whether like that. I don't see. I don't know whether like he likes that being his claim to fame. I think he kind of thinks he's above that. Well, I'd say everyone has forgotten about Police Academy by now. Yeah, but let's go through the uh, the winners. Um, Dances with Wolves won for best. Drama. Oh yeah, it did. Uh, green card, which we uh, didn't really cover in 1990, was it's not the worth it. Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> Remember when he was a sex symbol? Is that Ruby Hooby Dooby? <laughs> remember when Gerard Depardieu was a sex symbol? I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember it actually being a thing. And now he looks like he ate Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs> he was probably hungry. I'm just gonna double down on me being shit now. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think he did have an incident on a plane where he was not very nice to a steward. Oh yeah, so, like he he's I think there's there's a he's no Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> um Jeremy Irons won for uh best male actor in um Reversal of Fortune. Jeremy's hiring. <laughs> Hook line sinker. Oh, for a second I thought we were talking about the film Hook. Fucking love Die of the Vengeance. Yeah, it's a long way away. <laughs> Not in my mind. 
Uh, <laughs> Kathy Bates won for best film, female uh, lead in a drama for her foot crushing performance uh, in uh, <laughs> Wizard and Misery. Um, Gerard Depardieu won for best uh, comedy actor. That was probably them trying to be diverse. Let's give it to a Frenchman. That's different. <laughs> um, Julia Roberts won for uh, best comedy actor. Uh, Kevin Costner in Pretty Woman. Yep. Ah. Uh, Kevin Costner won for Best Director For directing himself <laughs> Surely that's the hardest job in the world uh, And Michael Blake Dance Won for uh, The uh, Dance of the Wool Screenplay Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi Got Best Song um, Obviously, Twin Peaks got Best Drama um, TV show, Cheers got Best Comedy Did we cover Twin Peaks? We did, yeah. it was just so long ago Yeah, it was long ago And then um, Ted Danson and Kirsty Alley one for best actress and for cheers yeah for cheers they both win for cheers yeah. she won for cheers cheers was big yeah but was she yeah because she took over from um Diane so like mm. Shelley Long left and like i actually kind of like the Kirstie Alley years better than the Shelley Long years of um of of uh, cheers but yeah mm. Mm. um so with the movies that came out in uh 1991 oh i'm so excited are you? The first bunch of movies. I've only written down one. I only and I nearly one. got through all of these. Oh, wow. Um, Lionheart with uh, Van Damme. Mm-mm. Not Without My Daughter. I wanted to because I love the cover so much. <laughs> uh, Flight of the Intruder. Mm-mm. And White Fang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also known as Dancers with Wolves for Children. <laughs> Dancers with Pups. Yeah. Uh, it was... Guess which one I watched. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, White Fang. Yeah, I did. Uh, look. Also a childhood staple. Um, I think I watched it... Because there's like heaps of iterations of this, isn't it? Like, isn't it like there was... Yeah, it was a very old novel, I think. So I think it had been like redone and yeah. called different things. But yeah. there's only one White Fang and it's with Ethan Hawke. Wakey, wakey, Ethan. Um... <laughs> I yeah, like, the more things I see him in, the more things I like. There's there's, there's a couple of um, uh, other 1991 movies come out with him in it. Strap in. Um, <laughs> I watched. Well, if you got did, a White did you Fang watch review? White Fang? I did not watch White Fang. I don't have a review other than I really liked it. <laughs> Obviously, it was fun. Um, it's weird. I don't remember the start of it at all, and it's a bit. Uh, I don't know. It's. It's a weird intro to a film. Like, okay. it seems a bit more adult than the second half of the film. Like, they're cutting this dead body around, and the dead body comes out of the casket, and it's just there, and you see it. And as a kid, I, I remember that scene. Like, when it happens, like, oh, I remember watching this, and not being phased by it at all. Yeah. I'm watching it now as an adult. I'm like, there's a fucking dead body there, and this is a kid's film, and this is just all cool, and it's fine. Yeah, I... Um... And then they're in the woods, and they're about to get eaten by wolves, and it's all quite terrifying. And then Mr. Marries a Gargoyle rocks up and he's a total douchebag. James Remar. Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> couldn't go. Couldn't go I also, I looked up his character in Sex and City and I've since forgot it, but he is in it. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, the second half of the movie is just so cute and there's a wolf and he makes friends with it. And then like <laughs> it's full Dance of the Wolves at the end when he's about to leave... And he's like shooing it away and like trying to get rid of it, just like Kevin Costner did. Yeah. Um, and you almost you get sad. You might cry. Someone probably cried. <laughs> I didn't. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but then, unlike Dance with the Wolves, he goes back and he has this beautiful life with his dog and lives happily ever after with his dog. You definitely cried. Yeah. Um, I could not get a copy of Flight of the Intruder, so I watched the trailer and uh, fucking hell. Um, not as good as when trailers, the Navigator. Um, when were trailers used to like not like these days it gives too much away. It could be Yeah, said. you see the whole film sometimes. Um whereas in nineties and eighties trailers, I find that they they just they kind of told you what the movies were about, but kind of not. Um so this one I'm just gonna play little excerpts from it. Um, firstly, you got Willem Dafoe's moustache must not be ignored. Um, For six pack and a pizza? Sure, Tonar, okay. Yeah. 
vomit in the trailer. You don't see that very often. This looks terrible. Hang on, is this like... I always thought that was a serious film. Like, seeing the poster for it, I always thought it was... That and makes I, it look like Naked Gun doing Top Gun. And I think it is. Um, did you notice, did you hear what um, uh, Danny Glover just said there? No. So his name is Coscarelli. And he says that he got his name because someone put a whop in the wood pile. <sighs> there was a racial slur in, a <laughs> in, in the trailer for wow. a movie in the 1991. Um, yeah. Check out the trailer for that. It's quite, there's, there's someone vomiting in it. Or don't. Or don't. I mean, that's also an option. Uh, not without the daughter gets a lot of criticism because um, it depicts a, um, like a, a relationship um, of in Iran and um, Alfred Molina plays an Iranian man and he's not Iranian. Mm. Um, gets a little bit of a, I, I was going to watch it and then it just gets such a bad rap. I was like, I don't know if I can do it. And like, it's, I think it's a bit of a slog too. I think it's not a very nice film to watch. He was in Promising Young Woman. He was in Spider-Man too. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, but let's, let's talk about the, uh, my main focus for it. Um, that is Lionheart with uh, Van Damme. Um, Van you know, Damme, just churning them out. You know what? I have got way more respect for Van Damme after watching a few of his films. Like he just has this like sort of Extra I fucking love Van Damme. Yeah, I, like put him up against like Seagal or like um, Dolph Lundgren or, or some shit like that, and it's like they don't even come close because like I think he's just got like a bit more. He puts a bit more effort in. Like he gets branded as like sort of dumb action guy, but it's um. It's I a, think though because he kind of was. I don't think he tried to not be that. Like he was happy to just yeah. be the dumb action guy. So I'm gonna give you like a rundown of Lionheart. Please okay. do. Okay, so Van Dan's brother um, is a drug dealer. Um, I'm not sure in what city. Doesn't really, uh, um, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, he gets set on fire by a rival drug gang. Um, and I don't know whether this is like just the best take they got, but he gets set on fire, then runs into a wall, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the first five minutes. It's amazing. Does he die? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think he was all right until he runs into the wall. <laughs> Um, Van Damme is in the French Foreign Legion not to be uh, confused with the other film that he's in where he's in the French Foreign Legion in the late 90s Um, and they don't allow him to go to the funeral Um, was that Street Fighter? no no there's there's, there's another one I think it's called Legionnaire he's American in Street Fighter I think it's actually called Legionnaire okay Um, uh, he escapes um, from the Foreign Legion and they send some guys after him um, lots of random growling from Dan Van Damme's movie. Like a lot of like, they slow it down. And he's just like, oh. and he's like trying to like sort of jump over a fence or like you know, just exerting exerting effort. Maybe he's trying to get a Bruce Lee style uh, signature. Yeah, maybe. It's got the guy from um, the X Files in it, the shape shifting alien. Um, he's got like a really big thick head. Um, sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> He goes to America and um, he basically just happens to walk past an underpass where they're doing street fights for money. Ooh. And he's like, I'll do that. And he starts street fighting for money and makes a lot. He goes, he gets a friend called Joshua who then um, knows about these other fights that are happening in like these big corporate buildings. And it's like the people who work in the buildings stay for like Friday night drinks, but then they get like bums to fight each other and then they make money oh out. <laughs> um there's this bit where like uh, Van Damme gets punched and like some of the blood goes in this lady's like uh, dress and she like <laughs> licks it off her fingers and it's like really uh, fucking weird. Like the um, purge. He hits the uh, and then um, there's so then he starts getting making lots of money and there's this um, there's this like uh, corporate woman that works there that she's like I want Van Damme to be my fighter in my other corporate fighting things. So she gets him like uh, he, she takes him out and there's like a bit of a pretty woman like fashion montage where she's like you can't wear these old legionnaire clothes you need to go into some new clothes. Um, meanwhile, he's uh, he's meeting up with uh, his brother's his dead brother's wife and daughter and like she's got she doesn't want anything to do with him but like oh. starts to sort of you know become like around the home and like the, the daughter really likes him and stuff like that and he buys him stuff and gives him money. Um, is there any point where like his heart comes into it? Like, is he got a good morals or something? He's he's trying to make basically he's like trying to get enough money to um for her 
and her daughter to be like set and like um because like there's, okay yeah he's he's trying to do it for them right um there's a guy they go to like some place and there's like Scottish guy in a, a kilt that he has to fight it's kind of like um Mike Tyson's knockout there for a bit it's just like just de- d- different ethnic people with like their oh, right. with their traditional garb on. Um, there's a really cool fight in a pool that's got like a little bit of water in it and like he nearly drowns because this guy holds him under that's pretty cool Um, and there's like this final they got this dude coming in I think he's from like uh, Indonesia and there's a final fight and like he just like they both just beat the shit out of each other for about like 10 minutes and then because he wins the two foreign legion guys who have come to America to like you know bring him back and to basically they they, they respect him enough to go uh, you can go. You don't have to worry about it. And then he lives with the dead brother's wife and daughter for the rest of his life. And then does he play the game again, but he puts a difficulty level up a little bit? <laughs> then he goes back, forward, forward, punch, punch. <laughs> um, and that is Lionheart. Well, I will never watch that film. <laughs> but I might go play Mortal Kombat. Watch it for... Um... I watch it for the bum fights. Like it's just, it's just so fucking weird. Never takes a break, except to check on his bindle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he just he walks in, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll do that. Um, so, yeah, that's the movies for January 1991. Um, let's go into TV. All right, so. Uh, Are you going to do a deep dive on Blossom now? Because <laughs> I, to- I don't need to go to the toilet, but I will, I will go. I, I think I've already done... Okay. A little bit about Blossom, so I'm not going to like go too far into it, but like it was even Blossom now looks back and goes, that's like a fucking embarrassing thing. Like they made, you know, the dance that she does in the opening thing? Okay. We might put up on Instagram. Mm. (laughs) But the dance, like they made her do that dance like every show, even though like they knew that she kind of looked fucking weird doing it, but she's like, oh, it's getting good ratings and stuff. But yeah, she's, I think she regrets it. Um, Talk Soup started. With a Mr. Talk Greg soup. Kinnear as the host. Uh, Greg Kinnear yeah. did TV. I did not know that. Yeah. He was pretty good at it. Um, in what, Australia... What wouldn't he be good at? True. In Australia, Mr. Bean premiered for the first time. Um, I was a big Mr. Bean fan. So yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Sunrise first broadcast. Yeah. Uh, so The beginning of the end for us all. Yeah. Channel 10 got the logo that it had until 2018. That's sad. Um, they're the Australian premiere of Chances. Did you ever hear about Chances? No. Chances was this fucking weird um, uh, drama soap sort of thing. But like the first series went all right because they, they showed a lot of skin. Like, there was like a lot of nudity in it. And then in the second series, like they started like doing these bizarre storylines like vampires and um, all sorts of shit. And it's like, yeah, you can watch them on YouTube, I think, but it's, it's a really weird show. Sounds all right. Kind of like um, unsolved mysteries. No, don't. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, nah, but what's that one um, that they used to show? Was the American one that had like the little person and there's like a witch in it and stuff like that. It's like um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, All together now, which was one of my favorite series, um, had John English playing a uh, a a rocker back in the seventies and eighties, but now he's moved in with his daughter and her kids. Stephen Jacobs played one of the uh, kids. Remember Stevie Jacobs? No. He's the weatherman on the Today Show for a bit. I'm not sure if he does anymore. Um, it's pretty good. I, I watched a couple of episodes on YouTube um, in researching this, and it's it's for an Australian TV show like a sitcom. It's like cut above like so much of the rest. It's actually funny. <laughs> it's actually like well put together which a is a sitcom being a TV show that is supposed to be humorous but Australia does so shit it but this was actually like really good I, I remember they used to play it um, late at night on channel 9 quite a lot back in like when I was doing the late night video store shifts so people all, all together now on um, the British Empire do you remember that? no Rimmer from Red Dwarf oh. he um, so he plays a guy that's in charge of a rec centre um, this is pre-Red Dwarf? No, this is while it's going on. Oh. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he plays Mr. Bruce, um, who's just a bit of a prick. Um, there's, like, a pretty good cast of characters, and there's, like, this mysterious guy that's trying to kill him um, that pops up. It's actually a really well-made, like, British sitcom. Like, it's it's not, you know, Blackadder or Red Dwarf standard, but it's pretty up there. Like, it's pretty good. I, I, I would... It's one of those ones, if I saw, like, a... If I saw a, a reasonably priced box set, I would... I would I'll definitely get it. Well, if it's not in the same bracket as Red Dwarf or Blackadder, then it's probably all right. Shh. 
For someone who comes from Britain, you seem to... I'm waiting for the Rick Mal years to come back. Strap in, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm strapped. Um, so Seinfeld... Um, won't go go too far into the episodes. Um, like I think I think it's it is important because like to 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 chart them because there is like not so much as as in Friends, but I think there is some stuff that comes up in Seinfeld. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't remember that being there. That's kind of weird. The first one, so I haven't watched all of them up until this point. I've done a couple, but the first thing that stood out for me, uh, the I think it's the girlfriend episode. Yeah. Um. George didn't want to sit next to Jerry because yeah, boy, boy, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, you're a homophobe. And he went, eh. Yeah. He goes, oh, you think? And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Okay. Yeah. And um, that comes up a bit because there's another one with the masseuse and he's like, doesn't want to go to the guy. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. Um, also, a good moment um, leading back to December. Yeah. Having a pony as a child. <laughs> <laughs> I had the pony. <laughs> um, the ex-girlfriend has one of my favorite ever um, and it was used by my, me and one of my mates in high school quite a lot. Like a band-aid. Right off. <laughs> you know what's sad? That just makes me think of B-movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I also found out something really interesting. There's a... Um, so on the IMDb trivia for Seinfeld, there's a section called Where's Norman? So there's like a, uh, there was an extra called Norman that was used in Seinfeld like heaps. And apparently it's like a little bit of a game with like hardcore Seinfeld fans to like oh. spot him in the background. So... Yeah. Is was, Norman in one of these? He's in the ex-girlfriend, yeah. Okay. Um, I found it weird that <laughs> that whole episode where Jerry dates um, George's ex, that they they don't really take her feelings into consideration like whatsoever. Like Jerry asks George's permission, oh, can I, can I have her? <laughs> and, and George is like, yeah, I've got no problem with it. It's weird, but obviously the, the other side of it that they don't show you would be you know, he's just checking with his friend if he can pursue it and yeah. then goes to her to pursue it and it's up to her if she wants to or thinks it's inappropriate. And then she doesn't because she doesn't think he's funny. <laughs> yeah, but she makes the right choice. The but Simpsons, it, is, it is a bit rude. The Simpsons, you got uh, Bart get hit by a car. One of my all-time favourite episodes because it is Burns fucking centric. It's Burns awesome. gold, but the beginning of frustrations where this family almost had it all and it's taken away from them. I okay, so this was a pretty landmark episode. So it was the first appearance of Dr. Nick Riviera. Ooh. It was the first appearance of Lionel Hutz, so Phil Hartman's first. Doesn't appearance. get any better than that. Uh the first episode of the Blue Haired Lawyer. Oh yeah. Yep. It also it's got one of my favourite lines. <laughs> I should be allowed to run over as many children as I want. <laughs> His, his self-awareness just did not exist it's amazing yeah and then the, when they I, and I, I laughed at the time but I kind of feel now like the, the fact that they when they leaned into like how old he was it was kind of like it made him like a little bit less funny yeah um, Homer at the end of this episode is a piece of shit though because he goes to the bar because he's pissed off at Marge for like ruining their chances of getting like a million dollars. Yeah. In his mind, he's like he calls her he calls her a treacherous snake woman. Like it's not. He's not a great guy in this episode, and then no. like he basically at the end he's like he realizes that he loves her, but like, yeah, I was like it's the first. But it's time also I'm... his fault they didn't get it because yeah. he had that settlement and he ruined it. Yeah, no, it's just it's it's very weird. Like I don't want to like, you know, start unpacking Simpsons episode. That's for another podcast and someone's probably like way better at it than I am. But like there's probably this there is some stuff in there that's like, oh man, like they they do kind of blame Marge a lot in those yeah. first few seasons. But there's also shitty doctors. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um We've got one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish, where they go to the sushi restaurant and uh, Homer thinks he's going to die. That could be one of my favorites. And that's like primo Simpsons with heart. And also, surprisingly, all the uh, Japanese characters were not played by white people. Yeah. Oh, they, wait, they weren't. They weren't. In episodes after that, they were. So ah. Hank, Azar- Hank Azaria took over from the um, uh, one of the guys. Um, but yeah, for that episode, every single Japanese actor that was like a character that was portrayed was done by a um, Japanese. Um, oh, yeah, that doesn't make like I still shouldn't be quoting their lines, which I used to as a child because I love them so much. Yeah, but that does help a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> I did love those and Kurapo in the back of the car. 
The chef is having sex with Mrs. Krabappel in the back the of the car. Best. Oh my god. Um, apparently, uh, there's an alternative ending too. Um, where he does die? No, where he realizes he has to go to um, Flanders's barbecue because he. Oh yeah. And um and they shot it or they 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 animated it, but they thought oh it's just better just to show him on the couch eating pork rinds. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> Did you find Marge didn't seem sad enough? Like she'd only she'd had less than twenty four hours to come to terms with the fact he's gonna die, and then she finds him. She's like, oh. But also, she also <laughs> let him sleep in. Like the day he was coming, his last yeah. day on earth, she let him sleep until like eleven o'clock. <laughs> I think she was actually going. I could use a break. Yeah, <laughs> he called me a treacherous snake woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's um, that is the TV shows for. There was another Simpsons episode. I can't remember. It wasn't as memorable. And uh, the way we was, the way he was. I reckon. I think it's another bar one. Um, Music's more important. (laughs) So, uh, oh no, we've got we've got uh, my new. All right. Yeah. Let me get my stopwatch out. So this is a new. Like I know that um, I'm very alone in my. um, love of uh, Law and Order. That's fine. I, I understand that. And I won't take up too much of your time on this podcast. Does this about. count as the time? Nope. Okay. This is my little intro. Shut up. Um, so and I won't take up too much of your time um, talk about Law and Order. In, so much, in fact, that I am... This is going to be called the Law and Order Minute. And this is where I try to sum up every episode that happened in this month of Law and Order within one minute. You ready? Okay. <laughs> Okay, life choice. An abortion clinic is bombed by a young woman. Um, the two main cops, uh, McGreevy and Logan, one is anti-abortion, one is pro-abortion. There's tension. Ben Stone, the um, district attorney, and Paul Robinette, um routinely talk about um, women's rights, but no women are actually Not talking about any it. of this in. <laughs> and but no women are actually referred to in the in the entire episode. Uh, turns out the girl was there to. The, turns out the uh, girl was there to actually get an abortion herself, and there's like a bit of a moral. Uh, oh, yeah, no. it's quite good. Like really good, uh, really good ending argument there by uh, Mr. Ben Stone. A death in the family. A police officer was killed on a rooftop, and most of the episode <laughs> is spent chasing the wrong guy. Turns out the cop was dirty and was killed by his partner in self-defense. <laughs> the violence of summer. A woman is raped, but her testimony comes into question when the cops oh. find out that she must be using drugs. They uh. walk the line, and the victim blaming on this one. Philip Seymour Hoffman and self, Samuel Ooh. Jackson make appearances. It is amazing. And I've oh, you've got five seconds. What a waste! Ah, oh, dun dun. <laughs> I don't even get to do my horn because you, you can finished. do your horn. That's fine. I'll let you do it. Okay. And all the children are awake. <laughs> um, so that's that's the Lauren Order minute. That was that was that was all right. All right, that was cool. good. I can handle that. All right. I didn't really take a lot in of what actually happened in the episode. <laughs> so let's go on to music. I'm wondering if I should get some like I'm gonna try and see if I'm I can get our our man Andrew Golding to do some Law and Order esque music for that <laughs> like an intro. <laughs> oh, um, so for music we had a bit of a tragedy for ACDC because in Salt Lake City they uh, the security underestimated the crowd and um, uh, three people got crushed in mm. a in a ACDC um, gig there so. Um, yeah, it's uh, something that we'll unfortunately we'll see happen um, quite a bit more in the in the nineties as well. So, um, yeah, it took us out on a sad note. <laughs> yeah, good move. <laughs> and it's the kind of like you, you don't like. We're not going to make a joke about it. The fact that it's ACDC and it's terrible. Oh no! But yeah. it's it's an awful thing to happen. And yeah, I for one would hate for that to be the last thing I hear. It's ACDC. <laughs> Um, so this month we had the Divinals come out with their self-titled one which had the uh, obviously the best um, song well the song they're most known for and the song that made me feel weird as a child oh right yep and never overused film clips banned in Australia for a portion there yeah. Um, America was fine. <laughs> we were very weird. We um, I listened to this album. Um, I've been trying to make more of an effort to listen to like the entire albums and stuff. 
Um, this one's good. It's got that. It, it does have that sort of bluesy rock thing that we've talked that about. That you hate. <laughs> I hate, yeah. Um, we also, Sting had a, um album come out, which this one wasn't too bad. I actually kind of like this one. Um, I it's found called, it quite boring. It's called The Soul Cages. It's like some of the good songs, like well, the I think the single was called um, All This Time. It's sort of like a, a bit, I don't know, yeah. Celtic-y, folky. I kind of liked it. Um, did you it, have any standout albums for this one? Not in the slightest. Even like Screaming Trees, who I ha- kind of have a soft spot for, that album did nothing for me. Sting, I like in moments. That did nothing for me. Um, Just, I really liked it. The, there's a one by a band called The Judy Bats, and I really like that one. Um, I also, we had, um, now I showed Ben a film clip of a... Uh, which I didn't want to see, but he made so me watch it. David Lee Roth of Van Halen came out with another solo album and like I can't I can't tell you how much it's fun to, to watch um, trashy rockers coming out with albums in 1991 not knowing that like their genre is about to be like fucking forgotten because of grunge yeah. like there's a few that come out this, this, this year and it's just like you got no idea what's coming like it's <laughs> you're, you're done um, <laughs> and little- for good reason a little ain't enough is the single as the video that we watched. I don't look. Okay, turns out a little was too much. I do think you should watch it in the in in a historical sense because David Lee Roth not only does he have like semi clad women like pretty much the entire film clip, he then cuts to a very poor choice of around what seven to eight little people with blackface. I thought they were children. No, they were little people, and they were oh. blackface, and it's like and um, had like afro wigs on, and the afro basically like yeah, it's it was it was unapologetic, and it's like uh. he didn't realize he didn't he's like well why did he get banned? It's like and it's, so pointless for them to even be involved. He's I just got, standing in the middle looking up at the camera. He this is has like nothing to do with anything. Pure indulgence. It's just like just do exactly what I want, and like it's so good to see like this this so um his tour for this album ran out of money. Aww. So it got cancelled halfway through, Aww. and I can't think of anything better. Um, we also watched another film clip at the start, and this is ties into our um, uh, the with the Desert Storm and Iraq War and the protests. Oh, that's what it was for. Celebrities, God bless them. You remember the start? Some of, the pan- of them. Remember the start of the pandemic when you know? Imagine. Uh. So, I think I think Gal, um, Gal Gadot gets unfairly roasted about that because I think she was trying to do something nice. Yeah, and like it was just like taken like way too much out of proportion. But also taken perfectly in proportion. <laughs> I don't know. I just got sauce. <laughs> so do I, and I. It was sad, but also just don't. But this is good. So like, this is give peace a chance by obviously by John Lennon. But um, they did that thing where they give like like a bunch of different celebrities a different line and it's amazing we'll put a portion of it on um on our instagram it's, by amazing it's, paul means to say that it's not very well put together it's just like because you've got like rappers and rockers and like um you know uh folk if, so i'm i'm someone that when i listen to an album i don't really tune into like the production of it like how it's all yeah. put together in the levels and you know any of that, unless it's really, really bad. This just makes me think of that Do You Know It's Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas song. Yeah. Which, it's just like a regular pop or hit, like right? We Are The World sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you you see and hear this song and you realise how professionally put together those were. Because this is like they got 50 different people to just sing a line in the song and they just mashed it all together. Yeah. Like there's no flow at all. No. It's, it's it's awful. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um. But definitely worth it. Definitely check it out. You, it's it's it's. It helps you appreciate the finer things in life. Yeah. Um, like Sting. So, uh, this season we have uh, decided that we're going to give awards out. Oh shit! I forgot about that. My award um is called the Taylor Dane Award, and like these awards are for um what we think what we've discovered to be the best thing that happened this month. Um. My thing, and this mine stems from the fact that um I just 
<laughs> got pretty pretty enamored with Taylor Dane back in the 1990 series. Because, you really uh, did. Oh man, like she. Well, I think, and I think I feel bad because like I thought that Whitney Houston sang a bunch of her songs. <laughs> <laughs> so my my award is Taylor Dane Award. Um, is this just going for music or is this like across the board, like everything that happened in the month? I mean, it's up to you. If you want it to be a music thing, then it's a music thing. But if you, it's just your favorite thing that happened that month. I think it might be favorite thing this month. And I'm, okay. I'm going to go with Lionheart. Lionheart was a was a really fun film to watch. Like, I don't usually like those beat-em-up films, but like any anyone that can get me through, um, like anyone that can make those interesting for me, yeah, I'm on board. So Lionheart would be one. Seeing as mine is named after someone that I don't like, but had an incredible moment. <laughs> My award can't go to White Fang that I loved. I need some sort of love-hate award. So, I don't like the Trailblazers. But for them to sell out 600 consecutive home games, mm. I don't know how common like streaks are like that in American sports, but to me, that's unreal. Yeah. Kudos to you, Portland. And also, a great little town. Cool. So they get my Carrie Ewell's Scream Award for January. Ooh, you've travelled. I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said it was a cool town. I didn't say I'd been there and that it was great and I really liked it. Um, so yeah, we are... Uh, we, um, One month down. Yeah, so um, if you want to get in contact with us and let us know what you think, uh, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. We don't have a Facebook. Uh, we have got a... If you look up PD Lumsden on letterbox.com, you can check out a list of all the movies we're watching per season. And please berate Paul for when he rates something incorrectly. Well, you know, don't. Um, (laughs) Or I guess not. Be nice to people. Uh, Spotify, you can uh, check us out. And uh, we have to say that so, uh, so there's not like a bunch of lists with like living the past podcast and the month. Um, After each season, we're going to be releasing a best of playlist. And then the uh, month by months will be deleted. So it'll just be the ones that for the season we're on. So um, head over to Spotify and check out Living in the Past podcast and January 1991. And you can um, check out all the music we talked about in this episode. And until next time, uh, I will see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks.